0: All right. Thank you for downloading the Cruise Control Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud.com. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R A N D Y, the letter J C R U Z.
1: This is Billy Corbin, director of Cocaine Cowboys in the 30 for 30s, of the U broke, and there's nothing we love in Miami more than driving cruise control with no hands, steering with our knee, and not using turn signals, which is kind of what it's like listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with my man, Randy Cruz.
0: And now we're back with a new edition of the Cruise Control Podcast here on SoundCloud, iTunes, we're also on Vlog Talk Radio and TuneIn Radio, so all you have to do is type in Cruise Control on any of those four platforms, download, subscribe to the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. We also have now Cruise Control t-shirts, so if you are a fan of the podcast, and I hope you are, just log on to ProWrestlingTees.com. And search under Cruise Control, again, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control and buy yourself a brand new t-shirt. So, uh support the podcast, support Cruise Control. We greatly appreciate it. And tonight, we're talking WWE Survivor Series taking place this weekend. So, if you are a wrestling fan, just like me, you should be uh very excited to watch that pay-per-view. We're going to preview some of the matches with a good friend of mine, Arden Franklin, the host and the creator of AST Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Arden Sports Talk is the name of the show. Arden, what's up, my man? How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Thank you once again for
1: having me on the show
2: as usual. Appreciate
0: it, no problem, man. Anytime. I know you're one of the big wrestling fans that I know personally and on Twitter and off Twitter. So uh, we got Survivor Series coming up this weekend. I know you're uh, happy and excited for that. So am I. Um, before we get to all that, when I did the intro, I said you're you're, you're the host of Arden Sports Talk ASC Radio Network. Just uh, for the fans and listeners. Uh, talk quickly about your podcast and where people can hear it and what your podcast and show is all about.
1: Yeah, man, of course. This is and Sports Talk here, man. My Twitter handle is the same name, so make sure you, you guys follow me on Twitter at and Sports Talk. But yeah, man, basically, for those that want to listen to the show, check us out at com slash AST Radio. That's the home of the ASD Radio Network so you know, the ASD Radio, the show, the Smashback Podcast, hosted by myself and Nick Vaughn. Shout out to him. And my interview series ASC Presents, you know? So actually as your brother on that if you remember back in June. Right series, which is a pretty dope episode. So, so yeah, man, that's basically the main of out here working you know.
0: So how long have you been doing this, uh the radio stuff, podcast stuff? Me, I've been doing it for five years. I feel like an old veteran, man. How long you how long you been Ooh. doing it for? Uh no, nah, man,
1: you just entering your promise, man. You're getting better than better. <laughs> so man, you're doing good, but in terms of radio I've been, I've been doing radio for like a little over two years now mm. like i started doing radio in december of 2013 after well the year after i started doing tv so where i live in white plains you know started sports off the tv show which was going good in white Plains, and i was like you know what i want to do radio because i always felt like radio is the thing for me because of my voice and being more relaxed to be able to talk the way i want to talk and just uh that avenues I was to be able to explore with that. So I decided on radio. The podcast came, basically, honestly, it came about, what, this year, this past spring, the Smashback. So I just wanted another outlet to talk basketball and basketball only. So I'm relatively new, man. I'm, I'm that second-year to third-year kid, you know. I like to call myself the young Kyrie. You know, carrie every night, you know. It's you
2: know. <laughs> it out here,
0: man. Well, cool, man. Um... You know, always great to talk to young, um, aspiring podcasters and radio people like yourself. Um, But when it comes to the world of wrestling, uh, me and you know a a great deal about that. So we got this thing called Survivor Series coming up this Sunday. Um, I'm looking for it. I'm looking forward to it. So are you. But before we get to that, the main thing was Seth Rollins, world champion, got hurt. He's out six to nine months um, I wanted to ask you as a fan. Um, I'm, I I hope you're a fan of him. Number one, two. Oh, um, what was your thoughts and how did you feel knowing that the the top guy, the best in the business right now, is going to be out to maybe the uh, summertime. Thanks, man. Like when I when I heard the news, not even heard the news. I saw the
1: news. I saw it on Twitter. I the he by you know the coach, Jonathan Coachman. I was. I was heartbroken, to be honest with you, because, you know, again, I'm a fan of Seth Rollins. like, a great majority of people. This was a guy who's truly been a driving star of the business, who was playing on great match after great match, and, you know, prior to his injury, you know, as you all know, Cena, you know, is, is on hiatus until, you know, late December on his vacation and doing what he's doing business-wise, so I was looking forward to seeing how Rollins is going to help carry the company and do what he does, so to see him get hurt the way that he did to not only a torn ACL, but a torn MCL. And to be out six to nine months, you know, I know people are optimistic that he could possibly come back when it's five to six months, but with a guy like him, the way he brings to the company, I don't think it's a very smart thing to do. I think he needs all of those nine to ten months to recover. But it just thinks, man. Like I said before, the guy was a very confident worker. Um, I'll even go as far as saying that the last 15 years at least for me as a wrestling fan, he was definitely one of the better world champions that I saw in terms of matches, promo work, and his character. So, uh, once again, it's definitely a devastating blow, you know, to not have Seth Rollins around And You know, I think on behalf of me and you, we definitely wish him a speedy recovery, you know.
0: So now, I mean, it's easy to say that, you know, the champ is out, so somebody else has to step up. But... What do you what do you feel is the, the main impact of Seth Rollins not being there for six to nine months?
1: In terms of that, people who say that, I really can't believe that they would say something like that because it's not just a small impact, it's a dramatic impact. With Rollins out, everything about WrestleMania or any future pay-per-view in his absence is basically going to change, so... For example, like, I remember reading something where, uh, what was it, before Rollins' injury, Seth, uh, not Seth, sorry, before Rollins' injury, Roman Reigns was supposed to win the championship, you know? Or the fact that the WrestleMania, the title match was supposed to be, let's say, Rollins versus Lesnar, or a triple threat match involving the former SHIELD members, you know, with the the direction involving John Cena, Triple H, Rock, Taker, the whole roster. So when you think about the fact that, okay, Rollins is out, it's going to dramatically, dramatically change the landscape of the WWE because now it's going to be all right. For example, with the title up at bay, the easiest answer would be okay, give it to Roman Reigns, but it's not as simple as giving it to Roman Reigns now. So now you're going to have to figure how do you treat the title and crown the champion until Rollins comes back? How do you work that? How do you work the middle car? Because there it might there might have been some guys who prior to this injury you might have wanted to build up and keep in the middle car section that now suddenly you might have to bring them up like a Kevin Owens or a Cesaro. Things like that. So Rollins' impact with this injury goes beyond just another body going down. You're talking about creative plans that have might have been in the works or were set in stone. They're down to the freaking drain. <laughs> because again, this was danger had to get set in motion. You know, you got the end of the year coming. You got to finish the year off right. And you got to get into WrestleMania season. And I'm pretty sure they were writing those plans far in advance. So everything is now scrapped to where we're really going to go into WrestleMania and Royal Rumble and these other pay per views really in an alternative universe because of the fact that Rowell is not there. So it's a pretty, pretty huge impact. It really is, and we're going to have to see a lot of guys step up and be put in positions that they might not have been ready for right now. So it's really big. It's not a small impact. It can't be overlooked.
0: So we know Seth is out, but we also know John Cena is out for yeah. – he's doing some TV show or something like that. Randy Orton. And Randy Orton's out. Randy Orton's I out. I would uh, Daniel Bryan is still out. Brock Lesnar oh. and Taker are still part-time. Uh, Nikki Bella is out Rusev is out Um, I mean those are major players in what you see every Monday night, Smackdown pay-per-view so um, do you think the next couple of months without those major people are going to be more on the upside or downside for the company I
1: mean I would just hope that it's on the upside and that the guys that you put in there, the guys and girls, you know on a disrespect to Divas, but you gotta hope that those folks that are in there it has to be on the upside. People have to be big time and really just help contribute to the company and pick up their weight because that's been one of the biggest, I think, critiques of the WWE brand the last few years by all fans of like all I mean, even me and you, we said it at one point or another, which is we feel as if the company isn't developing stars. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel as if there's a lack of guys who can really step up and do something if so-and-so went down or if so-and-so, you know, had whatever happened to them, you know, and then that's why we always brought up the Attitude Era or whatever era wrestling that we favor, the most because of the fact that, for example, with the Attitude Era, you know it much, more, much better than I do. You know, I, I watched it, but you really watched it and you lived it. Mm-hmm. When Stone Cold went out, you know why the company wasn't in trouble? because they had The Rock, you know? <laughs> they had Triple H, you know? You had Taker, you had Kurt Angle, you had right. freaking Rocky, Chris Jericho, Benoit, et cetera, et cetera. So you had a ton of guys who stepped up and made everything so much better to where there's some people like myself who came in at that time and liked that era the most, you know? And right now, in 2015, you look at it and you just go, damn, does the company have anything like that to where they could have guys elevate their game and mm-hmm. Bring the company to all heights to where when the top guys come back, they can make the main event scene much better. You just got to hope. You got to hope that, you know, Ke- Kevin Owens could do something. You got to hope that, you know, Cesaro, Ambrose, um, Ziggler, just anybody who's there, there, you know, a battle they're real. You just got to hope guys are there will really able to step up and do their thing. So, again, man, you just got to hope that guys and girls can step up. I-, I see them trying to do something where with the Divas, I saw them, they have the Divas. Closed out, uh, what you call it, the show last night. <laughs> yeah, the Demons closed out the show with their own contact signing and stuff. I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, you just gotta hope everybody get step stuff up and play a hand because that's what the company needs right now. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it was never a discussion of when a guy went down, can the company replace this guy or this girl? People stuck, stuck. You just gotta see if that's the case now.
0: Now, you know, you mentioned the attitude era, and, and yeah, it was, um, to me, it was a fun time to be a fan. I, I I lived through it. I seen it every every Monday night, the whole Monday Night War and stuff like that. So uh, I do agree with you on that point. Um, but the only part I would say is different be- from that era to now is the fact that somebody can get hurt back then. Like you said, St- if Stone Cold got hurt, Rock, Triple H, Mick Foley, Taker, Kane, anybody was there, but they were... Um, I wouldn't say they had to step up because they were already established to a level. And once Stone Cold got hurt, The Rock came in. The Rock was a big-time phenomenon back then. All he, all he had to do was have the belt. Now, uh a John Cena would get hurt or a Seth Rollins would get hurt. Now it's like we have to find somebody... That we, that that we can make the fans believe that they can be champion. Make you know, have them believe in a character. Have them believe in somebody that um, can really take this company to a, to a different level. So now, Seth is out, and then some people still don't believe in Roman Reigns. Some people don't still believe in Bray Wyatt. Some don't believe in Cesaro, Kevin Owens. Dean Ambrose. So it's it's a lot difficult now than it, it was is. back in the era. So whoever wins on Sunday, before we get to that, whoever wins on Sunday, it's like, okay, are they going to have the bell for two weeks? Are they going to have the bell for a month? What's going to happen? Because now you have November all the way through March for WrestleMania or April WrestleMania. That's a lot of time to try to have people, the fans, be buying into that character week in, week out, and I just don't know what direction they're going to go to on Sunday.
2: Hey, that's
1: something where, you know, you some great points, and, and I definitely agree with you that, in terms of there's, that there's definitely a ton of differences between the two eras. But even then, I would still point out for this stuff. I mean, granted, back in the early days of the Attitude Era, the fans were definitely much more behind the rocks. Fans definitely were much more behind Tito in terms of not supporting him. But even then, I would still say it still came down to this point. Guys still had to step up or not. You know what I'm saying? To so where again, right. like the circumstances are different, like you're saying. I completely agree with it. But still, it still comes down to that guys had to step up and replace a really big guy. But so in terms of this Sunday, and in terms of what he can do with the belt, I really, really don't know. Like I've thought about it. You know, I'm thinking about writing an article on it. I really don't know what they should do. Like, I really don't know because I, I don't know who should win. I don't know how they should win. I don't know if they if they win it, how long they should keep the belt. I don't know if you really want to do the whole intern champion route. I'm not saying you got to label it like that, but in terms of you want to get Rollins the belt back right away, heck, I don't even know what you'll do with Rollins when he comes back. I don't know. Do you want to make him a baby face? Do you want to make it seem like – the authority betrayed him when they moved on and had him come back and try to get it back. It's something where it's like all of these question marks and it's really something where it's going to be critical for the company to really, really nail it on Sunday. You, you got to hit it out the park, man. They can't, no singles, no doubles, no triple doubles or whatever. They got to knock it out the park. They really have to. They got to knock it out the park with this because if they don't, It's going to set in motion five, six months of frustration and a lack of great content on the company. It really is. And that also might mean for the IWC who won't like this that they might have to bring back Johnson early and give him that 16 championship rank. They might have to. If they don't put things together... This Sunday, so this Sunday is critical, man. It's, I, I will go as far as saying now, now that I think about it, this Sunday is critical for the next year and more of WWE programming. I will go as far as saying that.
0: But, but I tell you this: it, it could have been a lot easier, and I'm pretty sure you would uh, agree agree with me. This could have been a lot easier for them if once they knew Seth was going to be out for six to nine months. It gave them that opportunity to figure out, you know what, or say, like, you know what, a couple things ha- have not been going our way. The ratings, the, the 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 matches have been, you know, kind of boring or bland. There's no rivalries, there's no storylines. So now our champion is out. What can we do to shake some things up? And what do they do, Arden? And, you know, I was on... Twitter and stuff like that, and, and, and you know, you probably yourself was like, hmm, you know, nine different directions that they could, they could go, as opposed to going to what you already knew, and that was Reigns being a champion at the series, whether Rollins was healthy or not. So now, they do the tournament. We have no idea how these people got in the tournament, what they did, or what they had to do to get in. Um, there's no, there's no storyline, there's no backstage stuff of how people got in or how they were seated, and it was just a Monday night, oh, by the way, we got a tournament, here you go, matches, bing, bang, boom, and it's like, nothing, nothing new, nothing exciting, nothing for me to be like, hmm, there could be a sleeper in this tournament, there's no Bray Wyatt in the tournament, there's no other people that can say, wow, like, what in the world. Were they thinking, so now, like, my question to you is, When once the bracket was laid out, um, were you surprised? Were you angry? Were you more like, hmm, I know what direction they're going into, which is probably Reigns and Ambrose in the finals. That's what they want. Or who's going to turn heel? When you saw the bracket, um, were you a fan of it? Were you not a fan of it? And still, with four people left, who do you see coming out on Sunday with the belt?
1: Honestly, when I saw the tournament bracket, I I wasn't surprised at all because I knew that's what they had to do. And I feel there's a, a big reason why they had to go that way. is the fact that when did Rollins get hurt? Maybe the first week or last, what was it, maybe the last week of October or maybe the first week of October, right? Definitely within a few weeks ago, right? So yeah. when you think about it, let's say if we're wrong, we're wrong. Sorry for those that, that know, but... If he got hurt three to four weeks ago, that's not a lot of time to suddenly go in a new direction and say, all right, this is what I'm going to do with the belt. So the the tournament was really a conservative way of doing it. So when I saw the tournament being set up the way it is, I'm like, this is not surprising. And then now with what's going on the last couple weeks where you got this whole Triple H going up to random guys talking about being the man and trying to talk to them and give them motivational speeches. That's not surprising to me, too, because I'm like, that's such an obvious angle that they will go into, you know? So it's just the WWE is basically trying to do what he's doing in terms of, okay, what can we do that can make this somewhat interesting? What direction can we go in? So, okay, let's have a tournament. All right, and let's not have Triple H, even though he was really loyal and really in favor of Seth Rollins, suddenly play these games or – Give out this, uh, what would you say? Give out this uh, look as if he actually considered other people to be the God. And that, unlike months before when he basically told us that Rollins was like his clear cut choice, you know? So it didn't surprise me there with what they were doing. And like I told you before, man, I really, I really don't freaking know when it comes to Sunday. Like, I'm really trying to come together with something so I could get this article out. But I really don't know when it comes to Sunday. I really don't know what to do. Honestly, I, I, I just say at this point, it's really going to be something where it's like, I'll I'll give it three choices. Right? I'll give you three choices, Randy, and to your audience: either Reigns walks out champion, Ambrose does it in a turn, or nobody wins the belt, and somebody gets beat up in the end, and nobody wins. I'll go with those three choices. that third choice in particular is one that the WWE has been pulling out of their, you know what, for two years now. I can't remember a time, I honestly can't remember a ton of times in the Attitude Era or or the mid-2000s with John Cena and Edge Classics or Cena Punk Classics where we had pay-per-views and a no decision. Somebody won. Belts changed. Nowadays, it's like the last two, three years, we've had so many no title exchanges that I'm gonna go. As, I'm gonna go as far as saying, you know what? I'm gonna go with the third choice. I don't think nobody's gonna win the belt on Sunday because I don't trust creatives. I don't think creatives can put together a great, elaborate plan that's going to shock us and please us. I don't trust them, so I'm gonna go as far as if it's going to be some crazy nonsense <clears> type of <throat> ending in which nobody leaves with the championship on Sunday. That's my that's my prediction.
0: Well, I I'll say this: one, if Reigns is a champion. I I'm not shocked, but it'll depend on whether he's a heel or a baby face. That's that's number one. Two, Dean Ambrose turning that seems more likely. Um but 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 it but again, that's my thing. If 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 a lot of people know or had the feeling that Dean Ambrose is going to turn then you're losing the, the unpredictability of exactly what's gonna happen exactly so if it and
2: happens
1: and that's the, and sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. but that's the that's the only thing that the WWE has been able to do correctly the last couple of years which is have some crazy unpredictable moments even at a time where the internet breaks the news that's their strongest card right now mm-hmm. that's their literally their writing's not strong we know the uh-huh. wrestling is not strong in general. We're not talking about just a guy or two. We're, we're talking in general. So you already know the performance is not strong. Uh-huh. The writing is not strong. The <laughs> only thing that they have been a winning is the fact that they've had some unpredictable things happen. That's been incredible to see. That's the only thing. So right. when you say some of these, you're saying, I just want you to keep that in mind.
0: I think the last time that happened is when. Uh, Brock was fighting Seth for the belt and then all of a sudden Taker came out and nobody exactly. knew. And then everybody was like, oh wow, like, oh, and now they, now, you, now you got this Taker uh, Brock feud going on and people people are loving it because it just came out of nowhere. Now it's like, either Reigns is going to be bad guy or good guy or Johnny <laughs> Authority or Dean Ambrose, but to your third point, I could see that happening unless my way doesn't work out. Where I feel you have what? It, it, what is it? Dean, Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens, and and then Reigns and Del Rio. I see Reigns beating Del Rio, but the I can I can still see Kevin Owens beating Dean Ambrose. I don't think Dean Ambrose is a lock to get to the finals. That's that that's just me. Mm-hmm. So my thing is Kevin Owens wins, and he'll he'll fight Reigns in the finals, knowing that he still has the IC belt. Now. Dean Ambrose, he's tight, he's upset, he's not in the finals to 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 fight to fight his his brother, and all of a sudden, boom, he makes the heel turn against Roman Reigns, makes Kevin Owens the world champion, so now Kevin Owens has the, both the world title and IC title. Does he go with Does he go with authority? I have no idea. I think it'll make sense because he's a great wrestler and a great talker, which which was. Seth Rollins. I don't think Reigns and, and, C- and Cesaro and is good the, on the microphone. And you got
1: the Kevin Owens Triple H connection with NXT.
0: Right. So if, 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 if something shocking is going to be happening, that to me would, would make a lot of sense. And I know people would say, well, he'll have both the IC belt and world title. Okay, great. Seth Rollins had the world title and U.S. Exactly. title and nobody said anything. So, But to your third point, if nobody walks out with the belt, then you say, you know what? The final, the, the last two people, whoever it might be, gets to fight in the main event at TLC next month with the belt hanging in the ladder match, win the take all, and then you finally have your champ. If they go that route, which I I I doubt they will, but you want to add some you know suspense.
2: You,
0: you make the title belt hanging up um for the ladder match TLC if you go out with no champ on Sunday. So, but like I said. There's like 14 different things you can do. Just don't go with what everybody thinks is going to happen.
1: It's one of those things where, once again, man, it's just it comes down to this. The company has to execute this extremely, extremely right. Because, again, I'm just of the belief of this is going to either put the company on their good foot or their bad foot for the next year or so when it comes to programming. Is just the way it is. If these next five to six months, if it's lacking great stuff or even good stuff, Seth Rollins won't be able to save it. No surprise appearances, unpredictability can save it. It really can't. So they just got to understand that whatever they do on, you know, on uh, on Sunday, it just has to be on point. It has to be something that's going to not only be fine for the short term, but for the long term, everything will be all right.
0: Right, because you know, even last year, main event, we saw a Sting come out, and, and I and I doubt anybody thought that a Sting was going to pop up in the main event and make, um, you know, do, you know, Dolph Ziggler and John Cena win. Nobody thought a Sting was even in the building or whatever. No, nobody even heard that he might appear. Or whatever. All of a sudden, he pops out Survivor Series. See, and once that happened, Twitter blew up. Sting this, Sting that. Holy, you know, everything was going crazy. And that's what, to me, that's what they've been lacking. Uh, you know, more more recent than ever of just giving something that you just don't know what's gonna happen on on, on a Monday night, on a SmackDown, on a pay review. And if they do something like that for Survivor Series, then I know the next couple of months could be just, you know, more at ease because the fans are like, you know what, all right, Seth is out, Cena's out, Orton's out, but we got this going on and I'm going to tune in every week. So, I mean, we can be here till midnight, bro. We have no idea what's going to happen. I think they should hire me and you because we come with some better ideas than what they're going out right yep. now.
1: Me, um, you, my dude, Grand Matthews, you know, a ton of other wrestling fans out there, man. For real, we will figure something out. Yeah, but it, it, right.
0: it, it, you know, it's amazing how the fans want one thing. Like the fans want Cesaro to be world champion, and I, I, I I'm all for it if it's right. But just to totally, you know, ignore it, like. Artie, you know me, I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan, and when I don't see yeah. Bray Wyatt in the, in the whole tournament. Not, not one seed for Bray Wyatt, and I know he's fighting Taker and Kane and whatever, but still, he should still have the opportunity to fight for a world title because he's never been a world champion, IC champion, U.S. champion, or tag champion. So my thing is, what's up? Either he's doing something wrong, or you're doing something wrong. It's, it's,
1: it's not him. It's creative once again, man, it comes back to creative. The reason why there's going to be as many questions as there is, it comes down to the fact that creatives, everybody in the back, they don't know what they're doing. They've been extremely inconsistent with the writing. And it's what I try to tell folks, you know, especially when it involves John Cena and they're like, oh, Cena has this much power. He makes folks not do this and that. And i tell people, I'm like, look, I'm not saying Cena or whoever doesn't have some type of influence backstage. But at the end of the day, if you're somebody that really, really, and I'm going to put a huge emphasis on it, that really understands the business, then you understand that at the end of the day, no matter who it is, no matter what they say, it all comes back to the man. He's the guy with the influence. He's the one with the power. At the end of the day, even with the John Cena or others, it comes down to them, he'll take he'll for what they take for consideration. But it really comes back to him and what his vision is and what creative is trying to do. You know, so that's why we always are in some type of loop and we don't know what to do and what to expect, because of the fact that creative has just been trash. And the fact that they're strong suits, the fact that they have to pull something out of their new out of their new out of their you know what for unpredictable for un, for unpredictable purposes is not something that's good for the company. That's why we're in the position where we're at. Because if we were in a position where 10 15 years ago, if we had the same writing from 10 or 15 years ago, today with the same talent, trust me, everything would be much better. Bray Wyatt would have already been a champion of some sort. Cesaro would have been an individual champion of some sort. You know, things would have been a little more crystal clear to where a mid-level guy, even if he's mid-level, it would be okay with him. Because you know he's a mid-level guy and he's doing big things again. Just look back at the attitude era. Think about the fact that okay, we had world champions such as Chris Jericho, Crispin Wall, uh Kurt Angle from time to time, Edge, Eddie Guerrero. Think about those guys when they were in the mid card, but it was still a big deal because of the fact that they were still putting on great matches and you know that they were gonna get up there at some point. You don't got that now. It's feels as if now if you got a guy in mid card, it's like, damn, this guy stinks. He doesn't he can't do nothing. And again, a lot of that comes back to freaking writing. Creative sucks. It's as simple as that.
2: It sucks.
0: It's terrible. Yeah, it it's amazing how sometimes when you watch NXT on Wednesdays, you're you're more, you know, up for it and more excited about seeing that than seeing it Raw on Mondays.
1: Yeah, it's it's about the fact that with NXT or if you're watching, you know, the older stuff, when you watch those shows, you were excited for the show. You was excited for every damn thing. You wasn't nowadays when it comes to raw you're only excited for the beginning and you're excited for the end. You gotta really care if you say, you know what, I'm gonna look for I'm gonna look for something in between. You gotta be somebody that really cares. Like like my dude Graham Matthews, you know Graham. He yeah. really cares. So he'll don't get excited for that middle portion. You know? and even you to an extent, you care. For me, I try to care but I can't. I really can't. Let me just see what's going on within these first thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll check back. For the last 30, I might check in between when it's past 10 o'clock, maybe 9.30. But there's nothing going on. Back then, NXT now, you care about the whole show. You don't want to miss nothing. Right. And that's a credit to not only the performance, but really to writing and booking. That's the way it's supposed to be. When you watch your favorite show, your favorite movie, so as much as you have a favorite part or a favorite line, at the end of the day, you're watching that entire thing because of how good or great it was. You're not skipping no part.
0: So who do you have walking out Sunday with the belt? How about that?
1: Man, like I said before, I'm—I I'm you know what, I'm not even gonna go with my uh, no title prediction. No, I'm gonna still keep that in the vest. But if I had to pick somebody, thinking about it with no choice, somehow, some way, I'm gonna go Roman Reigns.
2: Nah. <laughs>
1: that, 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 hey, I'm sorry, man. Like uh, and know. that was me and that was me thinking as much as I can within five seconds. Not even joke. Personally, I still feel as like if nobody's gonna win the belt. Personally. But if I had to pick, I'm going to Roman Reigns. But for my original or initial prediction, my gut feeling, I don't think nobody's winning the belt.
0: Me man, um You know someone like me wants something something else to happen. I don't want...
1: You want Bray Wyatt to win the bell. Say it. I know. It,
0: he's not in it. <laughs> somehow, some way, he somehow, some way, somebody gets hurt and they need a sub and Bray comes in and, okay, fine, we can do that. But if, if Bray was in it from day one, I would have went with Bray Wyatt. He's not in it, so I'm going to go with Kevin Owens.
1: You dude. know what's so funny what you said? I can actually see that happening as a fourth possible option. And you know how? Let's say this. Let's say they have the Wyatt-Taker match a little earlier than expected. Let's say they had it earlier. What, what time of show is going to start? Eight, right? Yeah. At eight? Mm-hmm. So let's say you had the match start, so it's going to start at eight. Pay-per-view going to end about 11, around 11. If you got the match started around 8.30 or so, and we know it's not going to be no crazy long-distance match. It's going to be 10 to 15 minutes. If you did that, then I could see something where you could possibly work. Bray Wyatt thing because you could maybe have one of the guys just attacked out of nowhere hey the WWE has done that angle before I don't know I don't remember when exactly but you know and I know for a fact there's been times where dudes are supposed to compete for a match and freaking they just got put taken out out of nowhere so I can see something where you know actually they did it earlier this year I mean not, not exactly somebody being taken out but for example WrestleMania right or in Rollins was super early in the pay per view,
2: right?
1: Super early, and then you had Rollins cashing in. So that could be something with we great. Who knows? That could be an earlier match. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly how many matches are on the card. Mm. You could have that be a third match. If let's say there's eight matches, you could have that be number three or so. A Couple of hours go by, suddenly you find out, boom, somebody gets beat up pretty bad. Great, coming. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, I part what I was talking about in terms of the unpredictability.
0: I mean, I can go, that, I can go that way too. It's just funny how me and you are coming up with the ideas, and you know we're not even on the, on their payroll. But it's it,
2: it
0: <laughs> you know something like that. Okay, I'm with it. Where Bray, you know, attacking somebody gets in and say he wins the whole thing. The person he attacked can feel like upset, tight, and. Get the first title shot. I mean, I, I don't know, but now if that don't happen, which I doubt it will, I'm going Kevin Owens because I feel like if they want somebody with the authority to replace Rollins for the time being, you got a guy like Kevin Owens who can wrestle, who's great on the microphone. Uh, the fans are the fans love him. The fans hate him, um, and I think that if you have him with the main belt and the IC belt, I, I don't care. Because they'll probably make him lose the IC belt first, but nobody's really picking Kevin Owens like that, unless you're a big KO fan. People are going Reigns and Ambrose, then Owens, then Del Rio. Nobody sees Del Rio winning, so he's the fourth option. Why not Kevin Owens? Why not have Kevin Owens be Dean Ambrose in, in, in the first uh, in, the, in the semifinals round? If Dean Ambrose wins that match, then you know. Reigns is going to win the world title But I don't want to be here on a Tuesday And know what's going to happen Already on a Sunday I want to be shocked and surprised But you know what, sit back Okay, you know what, they they got me I, I'm hooked, I can't wait to see Monday night But if Reigns walks out As a babyface That's going to be even more like uh, That's it, that's all, that's all you, you can come up with You know
2: mm-hmm. But mm-hmm.
0: Um, Hopefully I mean, hopefully we we get something different. Um, so three matches between the whole world title stuff: Dean Ambrose against Kevin Owens, uh, Reigns Del Rio. Obviously the the final match for that. We have. They even said there's going to be a traditional Survivor Series match, but they don't. They haven't told anybody who's going to be on it. So hopefully that's a good <laughs> match. Um, you got the Divas title. You got Bray Wyatt and, and the Wyatt family against Taker and Kane. So, I mean, the card looks pretty thin. It's all all about the world title. Um, I think Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family are gonna win. I think I think they need to win that match just to get some respectability because Bray Wyatt is always losing these big time matches. Um, yeah, he is. And I think him getting the rub from Kane and Taker will be great for him at that point in his career. And. um I don't know, I I see Paige winning the Divas Championship, Um, that whole thing got interesting on Monday night, so I'm not, I don't think I'm leaving anything out, but if that's the card, then um, it'll be a very thin card. Mm
2: -hmm. Very thin.
0: I mean, hopefully, man. Hopefully, Sunday night, you're excited about watching this. I know I am, just because. You know, well, I will
1: we're, be. We're
2: both, I am. I am. I will
1: be. And I'll then, just be. I'll just be on alert. <laughs> I'll I, I say it that. Way. I'll just be on alert for what could happen.
0: Right, and plus the whole thing is about Taker and his 25th anniversary, and you know, it's, it's a long time coming for him. 25 years in the business, top 10 all time. Um, so hopefully, it'll be a great pay per view. Before I let you go, let the let the fans know how they can hear your podcast, radio show, and hit you up on Twitter.
1: Man, find me on Twitter as usual at Arden Sports Talk A R D E N Sports Talk. Uh, and again, just do Twitter. You can find all of my stuff, man. There's a link in my bio, BlogTalkRadio.com/slash AST Radio. And you there. All of the shows from my very own ASC Radio Network, Smashback Podcast, ASC Radio, and ASC Present. Randy, thank you once again, man, for having me on the show. Always appreciate it. Always enjoy talking to you, man. We need to meet
2: up soon, too, man.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, first off, always great to have you on. And yeah, we got to meet up soon, whether it's during the holidays or something, man. I know we haven't seen each other in a minute, but hopefully real soon.
1: Absolutely, man. Thank you once again for having me on the show.
2: Appreciate it.